You're live on the radio. Is this Laura Jane Grace? This is Laura Jane Grace. I kind of thought it might be. Congratulations, Drew Garabo <laughs> here along with Seth and John Senning. And what a day for you, right? It is a pretty, pretty cool day. I am very excited about what I got to share with the world today. I've been like sitting on this secret for a while now. And I'm like, I just want to let people know I recorded a record. It's going to come out in the fall. <laughs> so how, how, were you, how did you manage to keep this away from your fan base, which can only be described as rabid? <laughs> I, well, I don't know if, if you follow me on social media accounts, you might may notice that I've been like kind of not as active because it pains me when I like, you know, have things I want to talk about, but I can't. So then I like all of a sudden have nothing to talk about because I can't talk about the things I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And I have noticed uh, a significant <laughs> silence from social media from you, which should have told me that you were up to something. When did you record the album? Who did you record it with? I know Adam Willard helped you out and, uh, and tell us about this little baby of yours that you're about to birth. I'll tell you. So, you know, all this past year I've been working on songs. And Adam, who plays with me and against me, who was in Rocket from the Crypt, The Offspring, Social Distortion, um, he was, uh, you know, he was coming to Chicago as well as Mark Hudson, who's uh, against me, front of house engineer, and who owns a studio in Michigan called Rancho Recordo. And so we were working on these songs, not really sure what they were for, just because against me was kind of like taking a step back a little bit from mm -hmm. writing. Um, and so we got, you know, like to like May, and I was just like we have a record. Like, I just, like, these songs are, like, really there. They're urgent. I want to get them out now. And I want to take a different approach to it. So we went to Mark's studio in Michigan, and we tracked 14 songs in seven days. We just went in, and we, like, went for it for real, where we recorded live, you know? Like, the satisfying feeling of looking at Pro Tools tracks where there are no edit marks is, like, unreal in 2018. It was just such a gratifying experience. You know, that's ro that's rock and roll, and and not to judge anybody for how they make music or anything, but it's so easy, and I don't have to tell you you're in that world, so easy these days to tweak things digitally to perfect the imperfections. And in my opinion, growing up like you and I grew up through bands that didn't believe in that stuff, that left warts and all, that left outtakes in final copies of songs, how weird has that been for you to see an organic process becomes down the street from my apartment so i basically like went in there and cold called them i like walked in off the street and you know i just like read uh, a book about like older rock and roll jerry lee, lee lewis stuff and like walked in off the street and basically it was like give me a record deal wow. i want a record deal that is so freaking cool and, and then the next thing you know you've got laura jane grace and the devouring mothers featuring adam and mark both of whom have played with you in against me and you guys are doing a handful of uh dates i believe november time around the midwest will you be venturing down say our way at all at, uh, towards the end of the year or the beginning of next year I'll tell you, I'm trying to sneak in a Florida show in November. I got no promises about that, but my mother is getting married in, in Naples on the, 4th, on the 16th. So I'm trying to sneak in something in Florida. But I, I, I can say also, like, in the new year, we're going to do a full-on proper, full North American tour. So we'll definitely be coming down there. Dude, Laura, what if we can find a venue? Because we broadcast almost all the way down to Naples. I think we, I think they can get us in Naples. What if we find some place that's, like, that's like kind of close, and, and, and while you're in town for the wedding, we we, we get you up? What are you looking at me? Well, what are you looking to put together here? I would, lo I would love to put together, like, a, like a sneak-away 
you could tell she wants to do it. Okay. Just a sneak away show <laughs> where she gets to play for her for Floridians. A sneak away show. A sneak away show. All right, who, who I can do that. So the, the Laura Jane Grace sneak away show. Naples. In Naples or, or <laughs> Northport or okay. Punta Gorda, someplace. Maybe even Tampa, right, okay. Laura? I can fly in and out of Tampa. I'm down. <laughs> there Let's we do it in Tampa. <laughs> so um, I was reading your tweets today about the new record, and you mentioned uh, the Tom Petty influence. If you know, For those uninitiated, for those listening right now who don't know you from Against Me, how would you describe this solo album, and what kind of feel does it have? Um, I'll tell you, you know, like, Tom Petty's passing really shook me. Like, uh, you know, Full Moon Fever was my very first CD my dad ever got me, my very first, like, real record that I got into. And growing up, you know, like, as a band in Gainesville, obviously, like, you know, the, the Heartbreakers were hugely impactful. Mm-hmm. And after Petty passed, I sat down and I went back to Full Moon Fever and I learned every song on it. I was just like, we were on a two-month-long tour this past fall, and I would sit on the bus every day and just learn, like, front to back, every song on Full Moon Fever as kind of like an artist study, you know? And it was funny because I was at home after the tour started and I was playing along to the record and I had my, my 60s Fender Jaguar I was playing. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this, this, this Jaguar sounds like, really sounds like it could have been on one of these petty records. And then I was like, oh yeah, I bought this Jaguar off of Stan Lynch from the Heartbreakers. Oh man. So there's like maybe a chance that this, this guitar could have been around the studio or whatever. But so, you know, years ago when I was living in Gainesville, I bought this 64 Fender Jaguar off of Stan Lynch, and it's in pristine condition, right? Beautiful guitar. Yeah. And so this guitar has essentially been sitting in a case since 1964. And you got to know that, like, maybe maybe Petty and maybe, like, the Heartbreakers, like, played around on a guitar, but maybe not. Maybe it was just sitting in their, there in the studio watching them make records with other guitars, wishing that it was the guitar that was chosen. <laughs> so I have this belief that I've given this guitar its shot. Like, this is the record <laughs> this guitar was made to to be on and, and, to, and to play on. So, like, I have the power of this guitar. And then my twin reverb, too, I bought off Stan Lynch. So, like, it has... It has as real of a as a heartbreakers connection as you're gonna get. I think you know that's fantastic. Laura Jane Grace joins us right now today, announcing a debut album with the new band, The Devouring Mothers. Let's put to rest any angst or or worry that those of us who are hardcore against me fans might be feeling. The band is still intact. You still have plans to stick with against me for a while and produce new product and tours. Yes. We're playing in Toledo tonight. <laughs> um, I'm on the Against Me tour bus right now. I, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you also heard the news, but like you know, Andrew, who who you know who played with the band for years on bass, came back. Like you know, he came back. This is our our first real tour with Andrew back in the band right now. Cool. So that was part of it too. Was like knowing Andrew came back, and I had these songs I've been working on, and I didn't want to just like you know, take Andrew and plug him into the songs and be like, okay, well, these songs are against me songs now that you're back, you know? So, like, I wanted to start fresh with Andrew and, like, make a proper against me record now that Andrew's back, too. So... Um, that'll take us a second, but I guarantee you, like, next year, there'll be another Against Me record. So. Awesome to hear. Seth Kushner, a question for Laura Jane Grace. Laura, is it awkward when you want to tell, you know, everybody in Against Me that, hey, I'm going to kind of do my own thing? I feel like it was be, it would be just as uncomfortable as, like, if I was telling my roommates I don't want to renew my lease for the next year. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, thankfully, like, we've all been doing this long enough with each other that there isn't that ego involved. You know, like, when we were younger, it was, like, a little more of an issue. And, and, you know, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, 
10 years ago, I recorded a solo record for Warner Brothers called Heartburn. So like 10 years before that, I started against me. So I kind of realized like I just get this itch every 10 years to like challenge myself musically and do something that's out of my comfort zone. And, you know, James, who plays guitar and against me, like he's my best friend, like, and he knows that that's not ever in question. And like, we've known each other since the first day of high school and, and we're going to continue playing music together for the rest of our lives. And, you know, going back with the Tom Petty connection, like he put out full moon fever and then he went on and he kept on doing the heartbreakers. And that's my full intention too. Awesome. That is good to hear. Uh, yes, Seth, another question. Well, sorry, I just, Laura, how do you feel about the Warp Tour going away and it's, it's final year? Sad. It's kind of crazy. I'll tell you, like, honestly, we've had a really mixed relationship with the Warp Tour. Like, we did it 2006, best tour of my life, like, so much fun. We did it in 2008, and it was like doing a tour of duty in Vietnam. It was like so hard to you know? Like, so I've had, like, both experiences... And, and, you know, like, I went as a kid, like, at Fort Lauderdale, I went to the Wolf Tour in, like, 1996, 1997, something like that. And, and so, like, it is crazy thinking, like, oh, wow, that's going away. But I will tell you, like, we were offered the Wolf Tour. And to be able to say, like, nah, we said no to the very last <laughs> Tour. First, again, my very first ever show I went to was Green Day at the Edge in Orlando, Florida, in, there. like, 1993 or four or something like that. Yep. So... You know, you can't help but like in moments like that where you're opening for the band that was the first band you ever saw in concert to be like, oh, my God, you know, like this is this is it. Like, you know, like we're here. This is the realization of your dreams. Like your heroes tapped you to go on tour with them. Like and they, you know, are just like totally sweet people. Like their crew is totally opening and welcome you know, it's welcome, welcoming to us and like, it's just a great vibe to be around. Man, that is awesome. Well, I know you have sound check to get to for the Toledo show tonight. I appreciate you making time as always. And I have to say from a, on a personal level to hear how comfortable you are in your own skin right now and, and to see and witness your evolution and your transformation emotionally, not physically, but emotionally through the years it, it's it's palpable, and I'm very, very proud of you, and I'm very happy for you because it's good to hear you happy, it's good to see you happy, and you still have the amazing drive and talent that you always have for decades. So good on you, my friend, and, and thanks, as always, for catch, uh, checking in with us. I really appreciate it, Drew, and nothing but Florida love forever. So we'll, we'll see you soon, all right? Sounds great. Rock Toledo tonight, okay? <laughs> all right. Take care, y'all. See you. Laura Jane Grace. Uh, Drew Grab Live, hello. Hey, it's Bull. What's up, man? Hey, Bull. How you been, dude? You still staying sober? Uh-oh. I, 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 I hold on now. I don't I, like I the sound a, of that. I had a little, little slip. I'm not going to lie. Right, all right. We're not, listen, no one judges here. It's okay. We, yeah, we, yeah. Hey, listen. What we say in recovery is we don't fall backwards. We fall forward. That's right. Progress, I, not I, perfection. I, well, exactly. I, I've, I've been I've been really, really working hard at it, though, Drew. And, uh it's been a while since I call you guys, and I'll be honest with you, I was a little ashamed, man. But I, you know what? Shame, shame is not a good thing when you uh, when you relapse. It, it, it perpetuates the uh, you know the addiction. Sure. So uh, I've had to come terms with a couple things. But listen, man. More importantly, what? I needed your wisdom on something. Okay. My 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 beautiful daughter is 18 years old. She's a robust 35 uh, year old looking young 18 year old. All right, I'll do and it. And she happens to. Uh, she happens to uh, to uh, like uh, African American men, which is okay with me. Are you sure? And my question to you is, 
like, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to see some, some thugs and some, you know, like, uh, she, she likes the, she likes the, the guys with the gold teeth and the, and I'm really struggling with it, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm having a problem with it and I don't want to sound racist cause that's not that. I just don't want anyone to hurt my baby, you know, like be like, well, yo, she was good for a weekend, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to drop her off and, and that's that. So my question to you is, what do you, man, am I handling this wrong? I'm telling her that I don't accept it, that, that I, she should find, you know, someone who's a little more, maybe more professional, or you don't need to find a guy who looks like a rapper and talks like a rapper with his drawers down. And that, you just don't need that. Like, I'm afraid something bad's going to happen to you. And I, I, I don't know, man. I, I guess maybe I'm steering her the wrong way. I've been told the more I push, the more she's going to push back. So Here's I the deal. Help, Here's the deal. Had you not said anything to her at all, she might uh, she might have dabbled uh, and, and maybe found a guy who was more professional or less professional. Your daughter was gonna do what she was gonna do. Exactly. So what you said to her, and I was gonna say with thinly veiled racism, but my man, there's no thin veil at all. It's racist. You're you're having racist thoughts. You just have a yeah. hard time putting them into words that don't make you sound like a racist. <laughs> But it, but it's, it's, it's. Can, can you not be a racist? But when it comes to your daughter, then you're a racist, or you're just a racist through and through. If you, if you would have a problem with your daughter banging black guys, then yes, you are a racist by definition. Now, now, now let's remember, Drew. You don't have a daughter, man. It's not. I have two sons. It is not the same, my man. It is one hundred. No, no, here's here's different. here's my where son it's the frame. Home with a black woman anytime he wants, and I'm gonna high five him. My daughter, I got a little issue with the men that she chooses to be with because they look Bull. like they just Bull. look like they want to eat her like a, like a, you know, like a freaking tortilla or something, man. I can't take it. <laughs> uh, Bull, what you're, what you're saying is horribly racist. <laughs> And you don't have a daughter. And it doesn't matter if I have a son or a daughter or a whatever. I got a daughter. I want my son to be happy. And if it's a black, white, yellow, green, brown woman that makes him happy, great. There's no, I understand that. But, but, I understand that. But, but when they get hurt and it's a girl and, you know, women, women, do you hurt think a, a white dude, do. do you think a white dude is less likely to hurt your daughter than a no, black dude? And here's, the, here's the reason why. Because the two white guys she's like, they, they would love to wake up one morning and go, man, I am black. Thank God. Like, she likes the guys. She likes the white guys who are who are thuggish and, and, and wannabes in their direction. And then she likes the African-Americans who are just, she likes hardcore guys, man. I don't know what other way to put it. And I just want her to find a African-American guy who maybe is kind of wants uh, as a professional or, you know, maybe. Maybe wants a, to be a white guy. I don't know. This is eerily <laughs> similar to the uh, recorded Hulk Hogan uh, tape. Oh, my God. She's missing a couple of oh, blizz pizz, right? Like, you okay. throw in a couple of blizz pizz, we got the Hogan. Well, I mean, she's, just, she's 18, I'm right? Sorry. I don't she's, – yeah. she's going to be 18. And, and, and Drew was right. What Drew said was, the more I push, the more – she loves messing with me on this, man. She loves it. She showed me pictures of uh, Wayne, man, like little Wayne to her. He's the greatest looking guy on the face of the planet. He's handsome for a gremlin. Does she ever talk about how she likes the black gentleman because they got the bigger hogs? Uh, she doesn't talk about that with me, but she definitely. No, 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 hey, man. She definitely talks about it with uh, 
with her mom. And uh, so there's that, that's the other thing. There's unsacred ground because she knows how I am, you know, being an ex-Marine and, and you know, my background. She's like, I would never bring these guys over. And she tells my wife things that she won't tell me that are quite personal and that hurts me. But maybe it's a good thing because it probably hurts her I, too. I kind of act on impulse. You know what I'm saying? I can kind of tell. Hey, thing. you know what's weird is while we were on this phone call, Lil Wayne just released a mixtape, and it's about him banging your daughter. Hang on one second. Check it. Yo, yo, yo. Me and my boys drop on her faces. That girl's dad, he mad racist. Two of us at a time gonna come up with a rhyme about her racist dad. What might make him mad is that we do her three brothers at once. One in the mouth and two in the butt. Cause you know when me homies, we go to his girl. We gonna take her and rock her whole world. I'm a Martian. That means I'm from planet Mars. Me and my black brothers do her in our cars. No, we don't drive a Cadillac, but we do sip on yak. No, I won't take it back. It is not Thursday, Jack. Sorry, bull, that your girl is doing black, guys. You breaking sobriety was not a surprise. You should stay sober because it's good for your health. And she can do rappers because it's good for your wealth. Get ready because she's swinging from black vines. And you know they are buying her expensive wines and expensive weeds that your daughter is smoking. She's doing all black, guys, and I ain't joking. I'm Little Wheezy. And I'm ill. What line was he on? Hold on one second. I think it was three or four. Okay. Sorry about so, Sorry, Bull. Sorry I had to break it down for you like that. Oh, that's all right, bro. Hey that, hey, that was good. That was really good, man. Thank you. Stay clean, dude. Stay clean no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, baby. I'm all right. trying. All right. there you go. Good luck. Prayers. <sighs> so, okay. He wants a professional black man. Is that, what I, is that what I'm gathering? I think he talked himself into being racist and then tried to talk himself out of being racist oh. by saying that if it was a black guy who was say, a systems analyst or physician, that would be okay. Oh, I didn't hear him trying to talk himself out of it. (laughs) So, is he definitely racist? If you would say that you prefer that your daughter not bang or date black guys, yes, that is racist. Okay. Did he say that? Because I thought he was just saying that, like, you know, with the gold, with the grill and the... Whatever else it was, that it was more of a visual thing than maybe the race. Maybe, like, what they wear and how they talk. Mm. Well, she's dating white men. She's dating black men. I just don't think he likes the type of right. guy, no matter what color. Sure. I mean, it's prob- that's probably not it. Why am I trying to defend him? I have no <laughs> he's idea. A crazy, he's a nice what guy. What does this guy have on we you We wanted to be sober, but it, uh, <laughs> we, it doesn't sound good. We helped him so much in his life, and I know. now we find this about We're him. We're trying I to know. spin it. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, all people deserve to be sober, whether they're racist or not. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Hey, Drew. Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah. Uh, I I could speak the bull from experience. Okay. Both both of my daughters, uh, one daughter is married to a black man mm-hmm. who is the best thing uh, since sliced bread, and the other one was, had a relationship and three children with a black man. If I ever caught him, I'd duct tape his naked rear end to a telephone pole because he ain't worth a piece of crap. So she's going to have to learn her own way. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Very helpful. What's well, not good is he's batting 500 with his daughter's lovers. <laughs> I want a higher average. 727 579 1025. 
I mean, I think it's racist to to say you prefer your daughter not be with a certain race of people. Oh, uh, and well, that's what he was saying. Well, what is it the uh, what is it, the clan or they always say we're not racist. We just want to stick to our own kind. <laughs> that's that's what they say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sticking to your own kind is by definition absolutely racist. It sounds that way, but they're just telling you. Uh, we uh, we'll cover the Trump rally when we come back, and uh, and and uh, it, things are going crazy. I heard there's there. just a lot of people hugging each other out oh, there. It's, it's very a lot peaceful. of world peace yeah, talk, right? it's lit out there. <laughs> I was gonna go to SmackDown, but I'm headed to the fairgrounds instead. Thirty percent of all heart attacks have no symptoms and can be fatal. You just drop dead. No other warnings. One day you're gone. It happens to men and women, and it happens to all of us, all shapes, all sizes, all levels of health. That's why Smart Scan is here to help put your mind at ease. Been very excited to work with these guys for a couple of months now, and they are offering Smart Scan is you and your spouse a free heart scan with a few minimum requirements. I strongly urge you to take advantage of this offer today for your peace of mind. It is simple.